bad feeling about this. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Han Solo. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Can't wait. Let's just this is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Why not a third hour, Bart Scott? Why not? Why not debut the third hour of Bart and Han exclusively in New York on 98.7 ESPN? Why don't we do that? That was an idea we kicked around, and that is something we are going to do. So those in New York who say, we want you to talk more New York. We want you to talk more New York. Guess what we're doing? It's the power hour. Alan Hahn and Bart Scott. Bart and Hahn, what's up, man? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? It's good to be talking to our peoples, man. What's going on? We asked for it. We got it. Yes. And what we've got is you being part of the show at 800-919-3776. That's right. 800-919-3776. I got it right the first time. For you to be part of the conversation. And you know what else I like? I like the fact that right out of the gate, because... Our listeners in New York are so used to, at this point, when you and I are done, hearing the voice of the Yankees, Michael Kay. Michael Kay is joining us right now to, I guess, usher in this new era of Barton Hahn taking over the 2 o'clock hour, leading in, of course, where it all began way back to the Michael Kay Show at 3. Michael, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. So I'm handing the 2 o'clock football off to you. Do with it what you will. I tell you what, I, I, right off the gate, where's the beef? I mean, you're old enough to understand what that means. Where's the beef? And with the, with, with the Yankees, where's the offense, Michael? Where's the offense? What's going on? Well, I think what's happened is that, you know, there's a little bit of a correction or a return to the means. And, uh, you know, since August 1st, Judge and Stanton have carried the team. And, you know, those type of hitters, and this is not saying anything bad about them, they're going to be streaky. And they, luckily for the Yankees, they were streaky great at the same time. Now it looks like they slowed down for three or four games at the same time. And that really unplugs the offense when you consider Joey Gallo struck out half of the times mm. he's come up as a Yankee. Uh, he's hitting well under 200 as a Yankee. And he's been a huge disappointment. And then Labor Torres comes up the IL. And not only do you lose something on defense, but he has not been able to hit as well. And you combine all that together, and they stopped hitting, and their bullpen has been a little bit short because of overuse. And, and here we are where the, you know, the Blue Jays are a legitimate chance to move into that wild card spot with the, the next three games. And it's amazing to think, too, if the, if the Red Sox weren't booting the ball all over the field, that wild card home field advantage would, is already still uh, you know, on the fence right now. But, but, Michael, we usually look at a team and you, you believe what's the largest sample size, right? And if you think about it, outside of the 13-game winning streak, the largest sample size is this is just not a good team. I know the moves that have been made – you know, they, they did jolt some energy into the team, and it, they got fun to watch for a minute there. But do you look at it that way, that, that the larger sample size, though, that we're seeing outside of that winning streak, is this team still has a lot of flaws and concerns? Well, they've got flaws, but I wouldn't necessarily totally agree with you, Alan, because uh, for a quarter of the season, everybody looks at the 13-game win streak, and, and I agree that was special. But I believe that they were 35-10 and 10 
over 45 games. That's, you know, that's 25% of the season, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty good sample size. Um, and then you look back, and they were 41 and 41. So where exactly are they? Are they the 750 team, or are they a team that's a 500 team? And I would say that when things are going you know, decent and not just over-the-top great, they're probably about a 600, 620 team, which should be enough to get them into the postseason because even with the slide guys, they right now are on pace to win 93 games, and that should be good enough for one of the two wild cards. But if they keep sliding, well, then they're not going to be on pace for 93. Yeah, I guess it's, it's more my frustration than anything else is just watching watching the fluctuation of the season so far uh, that you just I keep yep. waiting for them to be that team. I, I just I guess I keep putting them up as a higher pedestal team than maybe what they are right now. But would you say that the starting pitching, the starting rotation? Or is it the back end? The back end has to be the bigger concern, right? Like, I know the offense is going to you know, come and go because of the type of players they have. But in the postseason, it's always going to be about your pitching. Are you more concerned with the starters and what you haven't been able to get lately from those guys? Or you or the greater concern being the back end? And, of course, you know, Araldis Chapman being a huge question mark and Lawizaka now being out. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. They've, they've been able, over the last couple of years since Aaron Boone took over as manager, they've been able to really absorb a lot of injuries. And I will tell you this, and this is not hyperbole, losing Loazaga is gigantic, and I don't know if it's absorbable. And by that I mean there's nobody that can really do what he did. And, Alan, you remember in 96, you know, Mariano Rivera was probably the reason they, they were yeah. able to win. And nobody could recreate did. So Loazaga was that special. So you take him out of the equation – you take Britain out of the equation. Now you're hoping that you get Lawazica back, but there's no guarantee. And and Chapman has been, you know, uh, a thrill a minute, and and he certainly doesn't look as if he's a lockdown closure at this point. Maybe he could find it again. So that's one concern. The other concern is Tyone over his last five starts uh, has pitched uh, shaky. Yesterday he was okay, allowing just three runs in seven innings. But um, you know, Garrett Cole. The Yankees are fortunate that Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. And they're also fortunate that he's going today because if ever a team needed a victory, they need one today. So it's mm-hmm. Garrett Cole against Stephen Max. And he's coming off a 15-strikeout, no-walk performance. So we'll see how Garrett Cole does today against the Blue Jays. But that Blue Jay lineup, it's dangerous, man. But mm-hmm. if there's a pitcher that can shut him down, it's Garrett Cole. You know, Michael, I'm a fan, so I listen even when I'm not around you. I, I always consume everything that you do. And, and I heard you say the other day that, listen, this, this team – isn't going to have any days off, you know, what, 22 games, you no, know, 22 days on or something like that, I believe you said. 20 days. 20, 20 days, days on. So you talk about this bullpen and how shaky it is. How can this bullpen hold up and how important is it for them to continue to get lint from their starters? And the last question, I guess, if this isn't correctable and they fall short again, what's the repercussions? You know, it's a great question. Uh, I, I would think, and I think unfairly, that somebody would have to be sacrificed and might be Boone. And I don't think this is a manager problem. I think this is a uh, a player problem, which is what Hal Steinbrenner said um, uh, you know, before they started off on this run, and I thought he was right. But if it's also a player problem, that has to be a player acquisition and roster construction problem. So I think that, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen to the front office because I think Brian Cashman overall is excellent at what he does. I just, I just think that something would have to be thrown to the fans and that something would probably be Aaron Boone again. That would be unfair. And as for the bullpen, 
when you've got 20 games in a row and your, your starters are not giving you length, what happens is what happened yesterday. I'm sure you watched this, guys. You know, they're in a 3 nothing game going into the ninth inning. So, you know, David Cohn always keeps track of this mm-hmm. stuff. At that point, they had a, a 10% chance of winning going into the ninth inning, which isn't a great chance, but it's a chance. And I don't buy that win percentage. I, I, I hate that stuff. I just do. I think it's dumb because one rally changes the whole percentage. But they had to go to Brooks Krisky. And their bullpen is so fried, they had to go to a kid that hadn't pitched in eight days and is probably the last guy in the bullpen, and the game blew up. So it's almost like I don't think this, is, this was their intent, and they were hoping it didn't happen, but the bullpen being as exhausted as it is, they essentially had to punt any chance of winning a game so they could live to, you know, to tell another story another day. And that's a dangerous situation to be in. Three nothing. You got a chance against that Blue Jay bullpen. Eight nothing. You have no chance whatsoever. So in the in the ninth inning, they went to Brooks Christie, and the game blew up. And that tells you how precarious the situation they're in right now. Yeah, no, it's just again the, the level of frustration you can feel. And it's funny if Bart says like any repercussions. And Michael, I feel like you have to answer that question every time the Yankees lose a couple of games. Who's getting fired and when? It just seems to be the go-to that always happens. For me, it just becomes. I just keep asking that same question: Is are, are we just are the expectations just way too high for this team? Especially once again, you lose Loisaga, you already lost Britain. You don't know if you if Chapman is ever really going to be Chapman anymore. That that dominant closer used to have. That's the bigger issue to me than a, an offense that that comes and goes. Uh, we're talking with Michael K. It's Barton Hahn. We are in now in the two o'clock hour. From here on in, the K Show will begin at three o'clock. And Michael, before I let you go, and again, thanks for joining us here at the top. I know everybody loves to hear your voice. I do want to ask you though, on the other side of things, the Yankees and Mets play each other this weekend. But the Mets yesterday, after them looking like they're climbing back into things, the Edwin Diaz thing happens again for them. Is, is are we are we talking about like a final nail at this point, or are they still you think alive? Oh, they're alive. There's no, there's not even a nail out yet. Um, they've done what they're supposed to do in these against the Flotsam and the Jetsam of the National League. Mm-hmm. Now they fought at tooth and nail to win every single one of these national games, and they won three out of five. And then they did what they had to do against the Marlins, and they're going to play the Marlins again. And what they've done is they thrust themselves back into it. Now, are they real? I, I don't know. I don't know, are the Braves real? Because when they had that nine-game winning streak, that was against the Flotsam and the Jetsam. So that was a real tough loss for the Mets yesterday. But they pulled within striking distance. It's doable. Do I think they're going to do it? No, I think their team with flaws as well. But I think they're going to be in it until the last week of the season. I really do. Because I don't think the Braves are a great team. I don't think the Phillies are a great team. But the Mets have gained ground. There's no way that a Met fan, although if they're disgusted the way the game ended yesterday, I get it. You can't say they're out of it. Because they're not out of it. The math tells you they're not out of it. I tell you what, Michael, meaningful games in September between the Yankees and the Mets. You can ask for a better narrative. It's going to be tremendous to watch this week. Oh, A-Rod even gets to come out, right? We get to even listen to A-Rod, the great well, A-Rod. It's well, going to be this? fun to watch. How about this? I'm, I'm going to do a shameless plug, although I didn't bring along a clip. <laughs> I'm doing the play-by-play on ESPN National Radio Oh, the Saturday game, Mets and the Yankees. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's about time. How about that? I mean, it's about, about time. That? I love that. That is tremendous. Is that breaking news? I mean, that's a big deal. It's huge news. All right, <laughs> well, we love it. Um, 
it's, it's a game on Fox, so yes isn't doing it, so that means I was able to do it. And uh, They asked me if I would, and I said yes, and it's the 20th, uh, I hate to use the word anniversary, because anniversary almost always seems like a happy thing, right. but it's the yeah. 20th year since 9-11, yeah. and uh, I'm going to do it, and Buster Olney's going to be sitting with me in the booth. I love it. I, I, that's great. All right, Michael, I know you got your show to prepare for. You gave us time here, and we greatly appreciate it, as always. Have a great show. Thanks for giving us this 2 o'clock hour back. We'll do our best to lead strong into your show. Thanks, guys. I love you, and thanks so much for doing this. All right, you got it. Michael K. again, his show now, for those listening in New York, will begin at 3. Back to the usual time. Bart and I back here in the 2 o'clock hour. And, yes, for you in New York, it is exclude for you. 800-919-3776 is the number to get the calls rolling for you as we continue to discuss. Like I said, I said this earlier uh, when we were on national, I'm going to say it again. The Yankees though, really have become the Cowboys. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a dire Yankee fan fire. since, and I'll do like the drops always. I'm a Yankee fan since 1976. Okay? Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, exactly. I, I, this has been my team and my, my parents were Met fans. They couldn't believe yeah. that I went that direction, but I did. And I'm telling you, they have become what I have viewed Cowboys fans to be, whereas you have these high expectations and demands of your team, and every year it seems like something happens. It's been over a decade now since they've been to a World Series. But they've won 100 games me, two years in a row. Exactly, exactly. Is that what we're celebrating now? That's what we're celebrating? Because I remember a time when it was about winning championships. That's what, but it's not that anymore. It's every year we're going to be great, we're going to be great, we're going to be great, and there's always something they that happens. They got more titles than any other yeah, organization yeah. in any sport. And it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been it's a long ten time. Ten years. Yeah, it's a long time. Longer than ten years. It'll be twelve this year. Yeesh. What bro, do you mean, yeesh? You're spoiled. And look, this is a brand. They win in a hundred games. They're this contention. Is a, Bart, this is a brand that, as you know, is affiliated with winning, right? The logo itself. The interlocking NY, the yeah. pinstripes. Mm. Historically, it's always about winning and greatness. Is that, I mean, what are we dealing with? Michael just told you they had to go to the, 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 the scrape the bottom of the barrel to throw somebody out there from the bullpen because <laughs> they're either injured. And I'm not saying it's like where they're, they're not a laughing stock. They're not bad. The Cowboys aren't a laughing stock. The Cowboys each year generally have a good roster. They're embarrassing. Something happens. Something always happens. That's what it feels like is happening here. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna tell me you're gonna come on. The, the Rays are the lowest payroll, and they absolutely listen, sixty do it million than you. goes a lot farther in Florida on, than it man. does in New York. You know that. I know that. I, I get maybe the better comp would be are the Yankees, the Giants, because the mighty Giants is the a Gi- proud franchise. The Giants haven't even made the playoffs in ten years. What once in the last since the Super Bowl one time, one time at band camp. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I wouldn't, but no, no, I'm telling you, the Cowboys are a brand that is just, it's an all world, the star, it's everything about them. It is big money, big everything, right? Cowboys Nation, they have a huge following. Everything about the Cowboys is a big deal. It's the same thing as the Yankees, yeah. except the Yankees used to actually give you something. Now it's what? I mean, am I that crazy to say that? Am I, is it that crazy to say that they are very similar now? Not the same, yeah. obviously. It's not the same, but they are very similar now well, to what the Cowboys have become for the last two decades. Well, that, I, I, that I, I, team you you always there's so much talk about what they could be, and yet they never live up to the expectations to a point where their fan base kind of gets mocked about 
every year you get so fired about your team and every year they let you down. Well, is it over? Uh, are you th- are you waving the white flag? Was yesterday the sorry, day is Zach Britton ever coming back? Is Aroldis Chapman the same closer you remember him to be? Do you trust Aroldis Chapman now in the big spot? Do I you do trust not. him now? But do you trust Since his Altuve, offense? I have entrusted him. Do you trust this offense to be able to get hot and, and be able to sustain Depends a, on the matchup. a run? Depends on the matchup. Because certain matchups... Tell me this. Do you think Toronto, do you think Toronto catches them? I don't 20 know. Game, I, 20 days no. in a row. Do you, they're, they're four back. Do I believe it? No. Would it shock me? No. How about that? Okay, so... I it, don't even know if they're going to have... Home, I, for the wild card, I don't even know if they're going to be at Yankee Stadium for the wild card. So if they lose this series... Right, they lose this series. Let's just say, you know, they lose the series. Let's just say, you know, the the um, Blue Jays catch two games on them. Panic button? Yeah. Oh, you. Th- what do you think? Absolutely. I'll tell you what. You're right, though. Yankees Mets with games that matter. It's going to be juicy. You know, it's one thing when because you can end somebody. You can one of these teams that probably could have their season ended. Oh yeah. This weekend. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't oh. know about one of. I don't think. I don't think you're ending the Yankee season. This weekend, not not like technically, you're not ending their season, but I'm telling you, man, I I just feel like you are if they lose to the to, if they lose to the to the uh, you know, Blue Jays and then follow that up with losing the like series said, to them. Like I said, I feel like we're reaching that point with the Yankees that it's kind of becoming every year. It feels like the same frustration. I think this year is worse. They should be better than this they year, are this, and they're not. This year is Why? worse. This year is worse. Because well, they, the inju- they, they, injuries they've, they've have been, had a major impact. But how about the for the first time, Stanton has been upright. Yeah. Judge, who needed to be this year, has been upright. And and you know what? Somebody texted you didn't know, me this Nobody saw Glaber. Nobody saw Glaber well, coming back to earth like that. Can I throw this out there? Because Ty Butler, who everybody knows on 987 ESPN, he he texted me this, and I'm telling. When he said it, I'm like, I have thought this for a little while now. Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, how much different are they really? How much different are they really? Yeah. Did either guy really reach that potential? Do both guys seem like they live off talent more than they live off effort? I mean, man, it's tough because Glaber. We had high hopes for Glaber. We saw him in the same light as Tatis. Yeah, we and then we realized and we realized that they were he was just playing the Orioles every game. <laughs> Living up the Orioles. All right. 800-919-3776. Let's get some calls going here in New York. We go to James in New Jersey. James. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's up? Good. Good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm talking about the Yankees here. Uh, I went to all three games this weekend. And, uh, like, I'm a crazy fan, man. I watch the players come in. You know, I watch them leave, man. And, you know, I, what I observed, uh, guys showing up, you know, at 11 o'clock on the dot. Um, I observed historic pictures of each game, um, you know, show running late on the field. Uh, Hunjin Ryu was the first one on the field yesterday, stretching, throwing. Um, I didn't even see, in all, all two games, I didn't even see Aaron Judge even warm up on the field. Like, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't I mean they're the not preparation dead. I mean, is all I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, they've got obviously they've got the the batting cage inside, underneath. Yeah. Like they they do a lot of their stuff uh, outside of the view of fans. They're not out on the field doing stuff. There's a lot of that that goes on underneath. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't start going into all that. I I don't think it's it's a lack of preparation or even a lack of of professionalism. Are they letting the little things go by? Them? No, no, I, no. I don't. I don't believe it's that kind of thing. It's just to me. It's just this is this is some. 
phase that they're going through where they're just this team now, where there's a lot of hype and a lot of interest and a lot of attention, and we just are losing sight with the fact that 2009 was a long time yeah. ago. Is it the like, Bart, It's a long time ago, and I thought we're, we're forgetting that. Yeah, it has been so long since they were in a in a World Series, and I don't want to hear about. And I get this all the time from Yankee fans, fellow Yankee fans, by the way, who come at me. One guy came at me last week about the the, the take about the starters. Starters haven't been the problem. Oh yeah, oh right. you that confident in some of these guys? Because I'm not. And have you seen the performance of late? Because I have. And then you're going to tell me that. That, that it's, well, they just got to ALCS. They get to ALCS. Big deal. Hmm. You're going to tell me that that's now all of a sudden the standard? Like, come on. When you built a team like this and spend the money you have, and Hal Steinbrenner certainly has said it. He made it clear midseason. When you've spent this kind of money, you expect the ultimate result, playing for a championship. Do they look like a team that can play for a championship? Have they? The best they've looked was 2017, Bart. You know how long ago that was? Think about that for a minute. You and I didn't have a show. Four, four winners. <laughs> <laughs> just think about that. Oh, the passion just comes out when you speak about those Yankees, man. So maddening. It, no it's idea. tough, man, because is it now becoming a law of diminishing returns? And what do you have to cash in? And how far do you have to take a step back to be able to take a step forward? Like, is it time to start considering, okay, what do we do with Sanchez? What do we do with Glaber? What do we do with Aaron? Right? Because what happens is when you fall short of expectations, somebody got to pay the price because you can't, you know, I think, you know, the, the definition of insanity is putting the same team out there and Which expecting different results. Which they've done. Which right. So, done. so this has been three straight years. And finally, this is the one where it doesn't look, de- um, you know, what do you dominating. know you have? What do you know you have right now? You got Garrett Cole. You have Garrett Cole. You have an ace. You have DJ LeMay, who's a pro. I love Ashurla. You can count on Ashurla. All right. But I'm saying what you have. Oh, okay. All right. And Aaron Judge. After that, what do you got? Anything that's replaceable? Yes. That's the problem. That's what you got. But and you got, and you got to be better than the Rays, and you haven't proven to be better than the Rays. So you, this continues to be the overpriced team that can't beat the little engine that could. How many years in a row is this going to continue? So once again, I say it. You are quickly becoming the Cowboys. Just understand that. This is 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776 to discuss, to join the conversation. And Bart... I, I'm looking at yesterday, so we did. We just enough on the Yankees, and and, and you know, plenty of there to keep me busy on them. But the Mets have been a much better team, <laughs> and taking advantage of the schedule as you're supposed to do. Yeah. But then, who are you, Joe Burrow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Edwin Diaz happens yesterday. He's been okay this year, man. He's, he hasn't been the, the yeah. as he was last year. Everybody, yeah. Knows. No, not really. He's had 17 blown saves, by the way, since he's been a Met. That's that's not. That's not. 15 last year. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> so they're leading 3-2 going into the ninth and looks like they're heading in the right direction, right? And Diaz comes in, and of course that turns into a 4-3 loss. Now it drops into 500, and you know as, my, as Kay mentioned, and we talked with Kay at, at the top, you know, they're still very much, at least. They won seven out of ten. 
Yeah, well, I mean they got one that's re replaced. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, but they're still. I mean, technically in contention. I, I know this. This becomes a semantical conversation about, you know, yes, technically they're still in it, but do you really trust or believe that they they can? Is make, the ground coming back this year? Did, did they did they mention? They keep I know he's supposed to start his, throwing. You know what? I don't know. I love when you ask me these questions like this, right? I mean, what what did what is uh, Carlin used to do? Oh, I can't play audio. Han! I can't play anything uh-huh. off this page? Uh-huh. Damn! All right. <laughs> so, the Mets had a 30% chance to make the playoffs going into yesterday's game. 30% chance. I mean, it's reasonable, so you're saying there's a chance, right? 30%. I mean, still better than what I'm about to yeah, tell of you. So, Diaz happens. Those chances drop to 6.8%. <laughs> Six? One game? Yeah, man. So what if they would have won that game and they lost the next one? I don't know. I don't know the math. I'm just telling you the math. That That's that's some shady, man. I don't know if that... You, that, you don't like that? I don't like that type I of math. Lo- I, I think th- that kind of stuff always catches my attention. When you see that... 6.8? Down, down to 6.8 after one blown save. One blown save. One. What if they, what if they take care of business... And then again, and then take care of the Yankees. Of course, like, yes. then would that? What if they again? win every game for the rest of the season? No, I, I okay. completely understand. I'm just telling you what the math told us. I mean, you talk about being sold a bill of goods, man. Like this <laughs> owner, oh, we're going to the ATM, we're going to the vault, not the ATM, and we're doing this and doing that. They've had that. some issues there. Yeah, same yeah. old. I mean, same old, same old. Man. All right, so baseball season's about to come to an end again. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the number to be. Can we go part to the, the series this weekend? We got a plug. What? Do we, we have, have a, a what? Plug. A plug. Plug. A plug? A plug is a urban um, um, you want pancakes for a connection. Do we have a connect to get us some tickets to maybe go this weekend to a game? Maybe Saturday or something. That's funny. I mean, I'm sure we can. Michael K. know people that know people. Yeah. I mean, we can we can talk to some people. Okay. We can figure it out. Are you inviting me to a baseball game? Where's it, where's it being played? Your hood or the Bronx? I love when you ask these questions. You're really good at asking these kind of random questions. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? You, these are questions that you know you can answer yourself, right? You like, know what? I don't know. That. But I like when you coddle me. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, phrasing? No, I, yes, the game, I believe, is at City Field. Ah, I'm always trying to figure out who has the best snacks. Like what City happened Field to all or- the sunlight? I'm trying to figure out, man, because they both are pretty good. I love the ice creams at, at um, Yankee Stadium. But City Field got some heat, too. <laughs> Wait, look at I'm, I'm, I'm serious. City Field's got some heat, too? They got some heat. Yeah, they, they got the lobster roll, right? They, yeah. got, they got a lot of good stuff. You know what I mean? It's the thing. I think both stadiums do. But Which is better? To, Which well, is better is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, one has to be better. Yeah. I'm not a big ballpark eater. Yeah, I know. What do you go for? Uh, uh, to watch? I don't know. You know what? I pay less attention to the game when I'm actually there than I do when I'm on TV because there's too much stuff to do. You know what I mean? You, you, you distract it a little bit. You, no. You're talking to people. You're eating. You're going and standing in line to eat. You're trying to watch it on TV. I try to keep it simple, man. You go pretzel, you go hot dog, you go beer. Like, you keep it simple. Like, this whole lobster roll thing, it's so bougie. Like, what are you doing? Bougietto. You, you, you're getting a lobster roll at a baseball game? This is what we're doing now? No, I don't eat seafood. You know I don't eat seafood. Well, then why would you bring that up? Because I, t- I, I taste tested one. You don't eat seafood, but you taste tested one. 
Yeah, but I don't mean I eat seafood. I just <laughs> can we can I ask you about the Giants? Yes, please. Because because when you look at the schedule, <laughs> yeah. When you look at the schedule, yeah. And you consider that they're still auditioning offensive linemen. <laughs> they just signed one. Today. Remind me who their first two opponents are, please. Yeah, that would be the Broncos, which people don't realize. Top they have five a defense. Top five defense yep. with Von Miller coming back. They went and got Patrick Sertan, got probably the best safety secondary. In Simmons going on right there. Best secondary. Might so, be one of the best secondaries yeah, in the league. I mean, because they have Darby and he's just extra. So that made, right. you know, Kyle Fuller. And then they have the division rivals, probably the best defensive Washington. line. Since, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, got, that's a whole lot going on. Yeah, Payne, they got a lot Allen, of scary Chase, guys. Sweat. Yep. All right, so your first two games are against two formidable defenses that top five, top ten defenses, right? And two defenses that can get after the quarterback, right? So you really need your offensive line. So what I want you to do is let's remind people, we had Jeff Saturday on earlier in our show. Jeff Saturday, of course, a Super Bowl champion, one of the great offensive linemen, and certainly understands what he's looking at. Yeah. And... As we are now anticipating Saquon Barkley will be available for week one, he is practicing. Mm. All signs look like he will go, even though they haven't made any official announcements yet. He's your most important offensive weapon. You hope to get him on the field after, of course, coming off the injury from last year. And Jeff Saturday had this warning to the Giants about what they should do with Saquon Barkley with that shaky offensive line and these two opponents to open the season. I'm one of those guys. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Unless I know Saquon, because, I mean, what do he have? What, he's had one contact practice, and, again, we just talked about what a joke that is. At this point, I ain't playing him, man. Like, like I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm going to wait until I feel like my offensive line has gotten to the point where they can protect him <laughs> as that? well as Jones. But, man, you're basically betting your season on him. I mean, if he comes and gets banged up in week one, you know you're in trouble. To your point, Daniel Jones, he's got to make huge numbers this year. He's got to protect the football, which he hasn't done. He has an offensive line that looked horrible in preseason. And the last thing you want to do is compound it by week one by rushing back, you know, your premier running back in the game. That, by the way, you put a, what is it, his second pick in the draft second a few pick. years ago. So, like, mm-hmm. from get, yeah. So, from like Gettleman's perspective, man, I mean, it's, this is not positive. And they've tried to address the offensive line. Like, give them credit, man. Like, they continue to try for whatever reason that they keep striking out here. He doesn't think that they should play Saquon Barkley until they believe the offensive line can hold up. He's crazy. Because the offensive line can't hold up, then how are they going to hold up for Daniel Jones as well? So if they can't hold up for Saquon Barkley, I'd rather be in there with the fight together, right? I'd rather have the threat of Saquon Barkley. And when I was, remember, I was trying to figure out who the player was with the P guy's name. It was Elijah Penny. I keep forgetting they, oh, moved, yeah. to, they moved him to fullback. Yeah, but Penny, to yeah. me, he's still somebody who can carry the rock as well. Listen, it's a huge drop-off from Devontae Booker to Saquon Barkley. Just the threat of Saquon Barkley. These are winnable games. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not like these are two teams that are like at the top of the rankings as far as teams. These are teams trying to find themselves, too. I mean, Washington didn't have a great season. They got you know Fitzpatrick. They're hoping that they can you know be Washington better this year. Washington is sneaky good, man. I, I, I would not sleep on Washington. I, I understand that, but they were in a battle and a fight with Washington last year. With, what with, I'm saying is the separation. This ain't like they're, they're playing the Rams. This isn't like they're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who they hung with last year. So if I can get anything out of Saquon, Saquon has to understand what he's playing for, too. 
He's playing for a, a contract extension, right? That's a lot to say, okay, we went and got the number. We spent the number two overall pick on this godly player, this unworldly player, this yellow jacket player, and he's only got us to the playoffs. Have they even got to the playoffs with Saquon? I, I, no. So, I mean, why, why – how can you justify paying him $15 million or $14 million or $13 million? Well, I think what Jeff's saying is he's coming back from an injury and he is bro, like, if bro. your offensive line can't block bro, for bro. him, can't open up holes for him, like, like, are you sure you want to put him out there oh, right excuse, now? Excuse me. Didn't, didn't get him and say he was a generational player. Yeah, that's why. Didn't, didn't, didn't he say he's a yellow jacket? Yes. So the last yellow jacket generational running back that we saw in his league to tear his ACL was who? Adrian Peterson. And what did he do? Uh, came back strong. And led the league yes. in rushing run, and almost broke the, the rushing title. Oh, so, na- so now you're so, saying Saquon so Barkley is Adrian Peterson. That's the standard and that's the expectations I have for Saquon Barkley. Saquon, come save us because we took you second overall. We didn't take Josh Allen. We didn't take Baker Mayfield because you couldn't have. We didn't take Sam Darnold. We didn't take Lamar Action Jackson because we believed in you. Well, what is we one Giants. thing that those two have done? Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen led their team to the playoffs. Right. Well, guess what? It's your turn because you were picked way before them. Not a little bit, way before them. So, Saquon, come on down. It's time for you to show us who you said you, you are, who you said you were. Well, he didn't you can't say be it. walking around. With he your didn't number. say it. Gettleman said You can't be having some hanging earring, walking around with shades of LT and Ladanian Tomlinson if you ain't about that action, boss. So you need to come on back. Wes Welker tore his knee up and came back fast and didn't miss a beat. So I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, we're going to work him in. Listen, we didn't take you second overall to work you into nothing. This is panic button time because if they don't win this year, Gettleman's out of here. Daniel Jones is out of here. And guess what? Saquon, you may be out of here too. Because the most easy thing to find is a running back that can get you over twelve hundred yards. Completely agree. I'm telling you, man. Like you, you've got to, you've got to be worried if you're a Giants fan about yeah. these first two opponents. So we I'm have sorry. a bad offensive line, and we're going to help the offensive line by sitting Saquon. Wrong. Right, so you disagree with to... Jeff Saturday because he's worried about him no, getting no, no, hurt no, no, again. No, 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 I don't agree with him. He needs to, he needs to I show said up. You disagree? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm saying Rudolph, we got you. We're going to go with this two tight end set. We're going to muddy it up. Mm. But to start out the season, and when you have a le- an offensive line, when you're still auditioning offensive linemen a week before the season, you have major concerns with your four. line. They signed four offensive linemen in one week. Oh, and then you're, and then I just said, let's look at the schedule real quick. And you look at the two defenses they got to face out of the gate. But these are still winnable games because on the other side, the Giants have a good defense. Yes, they have a top ten capable defense. Yeah, I think so. They, so, yeah. so muddy it up. Make it Georgia. Make it Georgia and Clemson. All right. Well, I guess let's see if the people agree with you or Jeff Saturday on how to handle Saquon Barkley. This is 98.7 ESPN. We'll get to the calls in a moment, 800-919-3776. But I do want to mention this, though, Bart, as we've had all this hysteria about uh, the rookie quarterbacks this year, the five taken in the first round, and and I, if anybody follows me on Twitter, at Alan Hahn, the other day just kind of went through a a thread of – what they're saying about Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick for the Jets, and how every expert, and I'm not talking about the media hype or fan hype, this is like legit guys who played in the league, and what they're saying about the potential of Zach Wilson, and I just said it's just hard to fathom that this could be real. You want to believe it, but you just always feel like, what's the catch? Because you're a Jets fan. So I'm waiting now, and then you say, all right, well, who else is going to speak about these rookies? Okay, Drew Brees. 
Now he just stepped out of the, off the field and now into the booth with NBC. So he's doing. Uh, they, everybody did their press conferences last week. Yeah. That's where Tony Romo came up with his Patrick Mahomes thing on yeah. uh, on, on Zach that? Wilson. So Drew Brees though, when gotta talking about the rookies, got to one up him, got to one up Tony Romo, still competing. He loves Mac Jones. Oh, he thinks he's the steal of the draft. Yeah, he's just still. He said he's probably the guy who's the most ready to play NFL quarterback right now of all the guys who were taken before. His level of execution last year at Alabama, and I know we can sit here and argue he's got the best players on the field on his side, on both sides of the ball, but in watching the national championship game, that's where it became very evident to me. So why not Joe Burrow then? Like this is what I'm talking about, right? This is what I'm talking about projection. You're like when I when you do a lot of therapy, they talk about you project. <laughs> you kind of see yourself in people. Yeah. What, what is Mac Jones? He's smart. He's decisive. And he doesn't have the greatest arm strength. Who does that remind you of? Drew Dan Brees, right? So that's why he picked. Why would he pick Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson is, is has a better arm than him, stronger arm than him, right? Why would he pick Trey Lance? He's bigger than him. He's has a better arm. He's more athletic. So he's picking a person that reminds him more of himself. But you got to understand, that doesn't mean that he's got the same thing in his chest that Drew Brees had. But that's pretty much what Drew Brees is talking about. Because him being ready to play a lot earlier doesn't mean— His teammates love him. You got to admit that. In New England, all those guys love him. The way they've been talking about him— you know, it, it, okay. It, how do how do listen 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 listen? This is chapter. Mad? Are you mad now? This is the first chapter. Okay, like this is the first. I'm sure you you think Zach Wilson teammates love him. You think Trey Lance teammates love him. I actually, you think you think Justin Fields team love? Him? Of course, it's the newlywed phase. They ain't gonna hate him until he costs him a game. And listen, okay, see. listen. If you're yeah. building a team, do you want somebody that's going to help you win now or somebody that's going to have a higher ceiling to help you win for the next 15 years? Because those are what the other teams quarterbacks that they pick offer you. I just remember that the Niners were kicking around the idea of taking Mac Jones at three. That has been part of the conversation. Yeah, get some calls. Let's get some calls, man. Yeah, let's You're the one that always says you want to talk to the people. Let's say the people. 800-919-3776. Let's first go to Scott and Valley Stream. Scotty. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about Daniel Jones. What can we expect out of him this Sunday against the Broncos? One thing's for sure, I know Saquon Barkley is going to start this Sunday. That's for a fact, I know. What do you guys think we're going to expect out of Daniel Jones on Sunday if he plays? What do you guys think? He better be moving. He better keep his legs moving. That's what he's good at. Well, Jason Garrett last year really, like, went with heavy packages. Remember last year he even brought in extra extra tackles, right? Maybe one of these extra guys that they just hired or, or got off the off the uh, streets or traded for, maybe they put him in and say, you know what, we believe that our skill position players, be it Saquon Barkley, be it uh, Galladay, uh, Tony, mm-hmm. Slayton, Shepard, man, that's a lot of people. Like, <laughs> like, we can match up. Maybe we can't beat them in the outside, but maybe we can beat them with our tight ends, right? I know they got one of the best safeties in Simmons, but I think you know you keep people in, and remember they they, they signed Rudolph, right? Yep. He is one. Of, he's like an offensive tackle, so maybe you keep those guys in. And you say you other guys got to win on the outside, but we're going to give Daniel Jones as much protection as we can. All right, let's go to Kyle in West Orange. Kyle, hey, what's up, fellas? What's Look, up, man? I love this show. I love you guys. Bring the real. That's why you got Wu Tang uh, <laughs> for your show, and I love Green. it. But, uh, Bart, first of all, let's start back. Bart, you're absolutely right with Saquon Barkley. I was a fan of Penn State. So when Saquon came in here, I remember you saying years ago, 
Giants, why don't you go get a guy, go get Josh Allen, go get Sony Michelle. You don't need to do this right now, blah, blah, blah. Because the thing about it is, if he's not ready to do and perform, and he can't do it, he is the, he's the latest draft pick or the highest draft pick they've had since who? I mean, my God, what, LT, if that we're really talking like that? Yeah. But the bottom line is, they're going to get rid of him. And I, I believe that. And I think they're going to get rid of him. I like following the Jets. I like Zach. But I, it's like, you know, it's like the, it's, the honeymoon hasn't even began. We're still in the in the engagement phase right well, now. That's the problem, though. So it, it, I, the, I, I, I mean, that's that's the problem. What you have right now, and thanks for the call. What what you have right now, that's the problem. Is you you got to know whether or not you're going to pay him at the end of the season, right? Like like there's a this lot a riding on this year for him decision. and your line, and he could use the excuse of the line's terrible. Like like that's what and even with Daniel Jones the same thing that's what's so frustrating about this and it's all Gettleman talked about is building up the hog mollies and it's just still a problem with this team and those first two weeks against those defenses okay so oh my god so we talked to Michael K right and he said that maybe Boone's going to be the one who has to fall on the sword well Gettleman's definitely the one who has to fall on the sword if Thomas is a bust. If the Nate Soda trade is a bust. Yeah. The only thing that he's done that's been great is maybe bringing in Peppers and bringing in Leonard Williams and trading. We all laughed when we thought about the third round's compensation. I know. But last year, Leonard it's Williams justified it, right? But it's just too many misses. If Daniel Jones is a miss, if Saquon Barkley is a miss, if Thomas is a miss, these are all guys in the top, well, Jones was top 10, top 11, right? The other two is fourth and second. You yeah. can't miss on fourth and second. No, and I'm not saying that picks, Saquon Barkley. Him. I'm not saying that Saquon Barkley is a miss. But man, last I checked, Kareem Hunt is a second round draft pick. Considered, you know, or Nick Chubb is a second round draft pick. That's that's considered two of the best. Derrick Henry, second round draft pick. Yeah, you got all that. That's the but issue. If, if you're going to take somebody second overall, he better be Christian McCaffrey. Let's take Wilson and Roxbury Wilson. Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, uh, listen, I'm a giant club for over 40 years, man. And I tell you something right now. I, this gonna sound crazy, right? But uh, the first game of this season is a make or break season. First it's a game, season breaker. And I, and I tell you why. First I game, crazy, but let me tell you why. First game of a 17 well, game season. Yes, yes. They've got out the bad starts yeah, the last couple. Go of ahead. Months. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Wilson. Uh, listen. Because the way that Georgia, I don't know if it's a good coach or not a good coach. I don't know yet. But the way that he coaches, he better start 4-1 and one or 5-2. and Because Giant fans like myself, we, we, if they start 1-4, and four, it's over. It's over for him. It's Joe over Judge? for Daniel Jones. Oh, it's, my it's God. Judge isn't going anywhere. Everybody. No, he's not going anywhere. Thanks for the call. Get him. I, I, no, no. It, it, yeah, get him it, and get him into the chopping block. You'll have Lewis Riddick in here so damn fast, it'd be your head to spin. Well, you hope so, but he's had opportunities in the past and they haven't done it, so we, we shall see. But I'm telling you, I just looked at that schedule and that's all I thought about was, man, you still can't get your offensive line right and you got to play these two defenses out of the gate, Bart? Yeah. These two defenses? Yeah. Damn. And hey, we lost a Titan yesterday, right? You know, Michael, uh, Michael Williams Michael was K. found. Williams, yeah. yeah, Michael K. Williams, better known as Omar to most people from The Wire, you know, we lost we lost a tight man. I just want to say rest yeah, in peace and condolences to him and his family. No doubt. Uh, not only was he a great actor, he was great in the community and, and, and really a guy that you can always see in New York and it was yeah. accessible. You know what I mean? Right. Rest in peace. This is 98.7 ESPN.